0: Thunderbird Systems Online. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 67 of One Man Watchpoint an Overwatch Podcast. Now, this is of course a podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're not, let me introduce myself. I'm your host at Sir Dr. JM. That's Sir DRJM on all socials. So why not reach out to me on Twitter, give me a follow over there. Uh, Shoot me a DM, shoot me a message, tweet at me, whatever you want to do. I'd love to interact with you over there. Bring your topics, questions, concerns, uh, ideas, whatever you've got to the show, especially as they relate to Overwatch, but also as they relate to video games in general. And of course, uh, we can talk about them here. Enough with all that, though. um, We've got a little bit of a show to get to. So... You can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends, and all that jazz. Now, if you just can't get enough of my sultry voice, you can also check me out over on Ready, Set, Pwn. That's the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant, also available on podcast services everywhere. Now, as of recording, this is March 8th, which means we are less than two months away from the start of the fifth season of the Overwatch League. So, what does that mean for the podcast? And what does that mean for my appearances on Ready Set Pwn? Well, uh, we discussed this last week off the air on Ready, Set, Pwn, and as it turns out, we're looking at probably finishing off March with the schedule that we've been going with for most of the off-season here. So you'll get this episode of One Man Watchpoint tomorrow, March 9th. You'll then get another episode of Ready, Set, Pwn on March 16th. So that would be next Wednesday, exactly a week after uh, this most recent episode of One Man Watchpoint. Then you'll get another episode of One Man Watchpoint on the 23rd, then another episode of Ready, Set, Pwn on the 30th. So we're going to continue alternating weeks for the month of March. Now, as we move into April, we might still rotate through about half of April, but I suspect around probably April 20th, maybe April 27th, uh, this podcast as well as Ready, Set, Pwn will probably be going back to weekly podcasts, which means you will probably be getting One Man Watchpoint and Ready, Set, Pwn both weekly again. Especially, of course, as we get closer to the start of the next season of the Overwatch League. And, of course, uh, we hopefully start seeing some teams lock in their rosters, making their final announcements um, and final preparations for the start of the season and everything like that. So, look forward to that for now. uh, Not a lot is changing, but... Uh, yeah, that's what we've got for March. So now you're probably asking yourself, well, what do we have for today's episode? Well, we've, of course, got a little bit of news to talk about. Of course, if you tuned into this podcast, One Man Watchpoint, uh, two weeks ago, or you tuned into Ready, Set, Pwn last week or the week before, you would know that, uh, we recently had an interview with Adam Adamu, Uh, who is, of course, I believe, the CSO uh, at Overactive Media, the parent company to the Toronto Defiant, to the Toronto Ultra, um, as well as the Mad Lions, and a few other franchises across a few other different games. Um, So definitely go check out those episodes. Um, If you look back uh, in your podcast feed, of course, you'll find that episode of Ready, Set, Pwn, and One Man Watchpoint. Um, However... Given the most recent episode of One Man Watchpoint was that interview with Adam Adamu, uh, who is, of course, at Grayson on Twitter, just to just to plug him there. Um, that was, of course, our most recent episode of One Man Watchpoint. So we have actually haven't done a fully-fledged normal episode in a while now. Given the, you know, bi-weekly nature of the show, um, the most recent episode being that Adam episode, that means our actual most recent episode where we covered the news and everything like that was actually back on February 9th, which as of recording is one day short of a month ago. And as of the time you're listening to this is exactly a month ago, I'm looking at the podcast feed right now. And uh, our last episode before the Adam interview was February 9th. So I'm not going to go back and recap a month's worth of news because for the most part, most of that news is pretty outdated at this point. What I will do, however, is go back uh, just about two weeks here to uh, February 23rd. So as of, rec- er, as of recording, a little less than two weeks, as of the time you're hearing this, it'll be exactly two weeks back. Uh, so that would essentially put us on a normal episode path. Um, just because the news is changing so quickly and everything like that. That's why I'm not going to go back and re- recap a whole month's worth of news. Um, but I'll cover a few stories here that we've uh, we've got loaded. Um, and uh, then of course, we'll look at anything that's happened in the OWL trade tracker. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get there. So without further ado, let's Davoni. Mom, you're amazing. So our first news story is gonna come from Dexerto.com with an article by Aaron Spack, who some of you may know may known, may know as Halo or Aaron of Thoughts on Twitter. I believe that's his uh, Twitter handle at Aaron of Thoughts. I could double check that later. Um now, of course, you may know Halo as a sort of uh infamous, if you will, um, Overwatch League leaker, uh, reporter. However, of course, he has recently started working with Dexerto and started doing some reporting for their website. So here we go. We have an Overwatch article from Aaron uh, posted on February 23rd. So just making the cut squeaking under that sort of uh, self-imposed deadline for the news stories there, but important to read nonetheless. So the article reads like this. Sources, OWL teams to be granted Overwatch 2 beta access within two weeks. Overwatch League teams have been told to expect access to a beta version of the Overwatch 2 of Overwatch 2, sorry, in the next couple of weeks, multiple sources have told Dexerto. More than two years after Overwatch 2 was revealed to the public at BlizzCon 2019, Overwatch League teams will finally get the chance to play the sequel. Sources have said that teams are expecting to receive access to a beta version of the game within the next two weeks it is still unknown whether this will be exclusive to the Overwatch League teams or tied into the release of the beta to the wider community. As reported by Dexerto on January 30th, the 20 Overwatch League teams have been practicing for the 2022 season by using custom-made modes created in the game's workshop. This has given teams the opportunity to prepare for the new 5v5 setup and some of the confirmed hero reworks. The Overwatch League announced on February 15th that the 2022 season is scheduled to start on May 5th, a slight delay from its originally planned April kickoff. The League also confirmed that the 2022 season will be split into four tournaments, two of which will be international, and the return of live events as reported by Dexerto. The Houston Outlaws have announced that a Battle for Texas match against the Dallas Fuel will be held in person on May 6th, In the East region, which will be made up of seven teams as the New York Excelsior are heading back to their home city, all eyes will be on the match between defending champions Shanghai Dragons and Philadelphia Fusion. So, I wanted to bring this article to our attention, um, because as Aaron points out there, uh, the, the, the sort of rumor here that he's reporting on is that in the next couple of weeks... Multiple sources have well, multiple sources have confirmed that teams will be getting access to the Overwatch 2 beta. So this was, of course, posted on February 23rd, which, as of the time you're listening to this, it's been exactly two weeks since that posting. So the implication there is that uh, I would assume the league was probably shooting for a March 1st or kind of first week of March. Uh, Implementation or or, uh, access to the beta. Now, what does that really truly mean? Well, at this time, it really means nothing. I don't believe any teams have confirmed anything. Um, I don't believe any players have leaked anything. As far as I know, if that were the plan, it didn't happen. And if the plan was, sure, within you know, uh, as Aaron reports there, within the next couple of weeks, which takes us to, you know, the time you're hearing this, I still don't think any teams have access to Overwatch 2. Now, it would be incredible to me to think that those teams are going to be waiting until the actual start of uh, the new season. Um, However, with every passing day, that becomes more and more likely. I do personally think that, you know, I mean, I'd be shocked if suddenly by, you know, Friday, so a couple days from the time you're listening to this, teams suddenly started having access to the Overwatch 2 uh, beta. However, I mean, I could see a target of March 15th, you know, assuming you call it, I don't know, assuming you just, it, the month breaks down into halves nicely with the 1st and 15th. Um, maybe that's the goal now if if the goal wasn't March 1st, maybe the goal is March 15th kind of thing that gives teams roughly 45 days. It's actually a little more given you know it doesn't the league doesn't start until the fifth um, of May that is but you know just kind of again rounding up to May 1st, you know call it all of April call it half of March that's about 45 days. it's kind of a nice number. I can't see the league wanting to give the teams access uh only 30 days in advance. Now obviously 30 days would technically be April 5th. So if they were to do something crazy like give the teams access April 1st, they can still technically say, "Well, you have more than a month to practice up on the new uh new client new game, whatever you want to call it, new version of the game, that kind of thing." Now, this obviously all of this talk, again, was reported by Halo that it would be within a couple of weeks, doesn't seem like that's a reality. And as I mentioned, With every passing day, we get closer and closer to the start of the season. So, what does this really mean for teams? Well, if you ask me, this is kind of perpetuating the problem that we have seen in the past with the league and things like burnout. When teams finally get their hands on this beta, it's gonna be go time and every team is going to be scrimming is going to be practicing is going to be playing until all hours of the night and trying to simply get as much dedicated time in the new game the the in theory the closest version to what they will be playing on come May 5th as possible. So I you know it, it really sucks cuz as every day passes in my mind the situation just worsens. Now we'll talk about in a little bit here. Um, a little bit more on this, so I'll move on for now. But uh, regardless, there's there's the situation as it was two weeks ago. The next article that I'll talk about uh, just in a little bit here, relating to that, is a little more recent. So, moving on for now, we're gonna go to a different story. We're gonna change gears a little bit. We're gonna jump over to Dottysports.com with an article posted on March first by Liz Richardson. So this, of course, uh, much more recent. This was in within the past week. And this article reads, Overwatch League teams show off new 2022 season Twitter, quote, hash flags. With the 2022 Overwatch League season just over two months away, fans are chomping at the bit for any news or updates regarding live events, full schedules, or the introduction of Overwatch 2's early build for teams. Sidebar from uh, your host, Sir Dr. JM here. Um, again, this this was posted a week ago, and still not even an inkling of teams having access to uh, to a beta. Continuing on with the article, we don't have any of that quite yet, but at least Overwatch League teams will be looking fancy on Twitter in 2022. Multiple teams registered new quote hash flags through the social media site, which adds a small graphic to regular hashtags. The hashtag owl2022 tag, for example, now has a 5 over the usual tracer graphic to celebrate the League's 5th season. Well, most teams use this opportunity for minor changes. Others used it to create much-needed chaos in the community. The Hangzhou Spark will sport an updated hash flag icon in 2022, with a swirl of blue around its iconic pink hand logo. Another East Region team, the Seoul Dynasty, now appear to have a 3D icon instead of its usual two-dimensional tiger. Some teams have added new hashtags to their lineup, like the Atlanta Reign. The 2021 Championship runners-up will be using Reign Supreme during the fifth season. The Los Angeles Gladiators have co opted one of Reinhardt's iconic lines in hashtag HammerDown, which fits with their armor heavy aesthetic. In one of the more unfortunate additions to the team's history, the Philadelphia Fusion have added hashtag FusionClutch as a new tag for 2022. The scrappy team has a habit of entering Map 5 scenarios and has consistently failed to rise to the top over the past four years, so this tag could be more of a manifestation for the future. The juiciest edition, get get out the eyes, get out the eye emojis, sorry, is the New York Excelsior's edition of Hashtag XL Weekend. Well, the tag was briefly used for virtual events in 2021. It was most extensively used for the team's opening weekend homestand in 2020. This isn't an absolute guarantee of live events returning, but considering the Houston Outlaws have hinted at an in-person 2022 opening weekend, this hash hash flag is a good sign. Sorry, that word really trips me up, hash flag. I'm so used to hashtags, obviously. Of course, no Overwatch League offseason is complete without one team going completely off the handle. The Florida Mayhem, befitting the team's name, registered a hash flag with the term hashtag bricked up, and the community has no shortage of jokes about it. Mayhem associate producer of content Avast joked that the tag is a homage to a community in Miami, but most terminally online fans recognize that hashtag bricked up is a term used in adult content to indicate a man is ready to perform. Though most of the recent tweets are Florida fans using the new tag, be warned, don't scroll through hashtag bricked up history on your work computer. Fans will get a chance to spam all these new fancy hashtags when the league's fifth season begins on may 5th so uh kind of a nice uh i don't know more of a fun story so i wanted to bring that one up um kind of cool to see the league doing this and see the teams encouraging this um you know obviously with with this all kind of coming out at the same time um there was probably some something in the background uh where with social media you know deciding that teams would be allowed to announce these things on a certain date. Um, that's at least kind of the indication we get by the fact that all of these came out at the same time when the league announced their hashtag Owl Twenty Twenty Two and the the new flag at the end of it. There, how do I feel about the new flag? Um, it's a little bit a little bit confusing having a large five in it because it does make the hashtag Owl Twenty Twenty Two uh, kind of look like Owl Twenty Twenty So. You know, Overwatch League, twenty thousand two hundred twenty-five, which is a little bit much and a little bit confusing. I mean, anyone you know who is paying attention will understand what it is. But I I do feel a little bit like there there were there's there was potential to do something cooler there. But whatever. Um, regardless, it's it's kind of cool and I like it. The interesting thing is the uh, Florida Mayhem really, uh, with the bricked up hashtag, which of course has had tons of fun poked at it online um, and over on Ready Set pwn we had a great time joking around about that quite a bit in recent episodes now let's move on to our next news story which takes us over to dexerto again this time with an article by michael guilliam which reads overwatch team responds to players demanding overwatch 2 beta information so this is the article I was referring to when I finished talking about my the first news story there, of course. Um, so let me dive into this one, because it does, you know, kind of tie in and relate. Now, this was posted on March 2nd, so again, this, this one just under a week. So again, you know, we are seeing time passing in the news articles here. Let's continue. The Overwatch 2 developers have responded to concerned players upset with a lack of new information about the sequel and a beta release date. Rumors have been swirling for over a month about an Overwatch 2 beta, especially with the fifth season of the Overwatch League being played on an early build of the game and pros reportedly getting access soon. That of course links to the article we already talked about. Despite rising speculation and leaks from content creators, that was my dog, following a mysterious meeting with the developers, Blizzard has remained silent about the game, further aggravating players amid a major content drought. With players speaking up and demanding information, the Overwatch team has finally responded with several posts on the official forums. In a thread discussing the past weekend's Overwatch Empowerment Cup, players hijacked the post asking where the Overwatch 2 news was. Community manager Andy B. stepped up to respond to those seeking clarification. Quote, The team is very aware of the current conversation happening here on the forums. When we have more to share regarding those other matters you're alluding to, we will, he said. Quote, Keep in mind that addressing the biggest concerns on the forums, bracket namely Overwatch 2 when, game updates when, require massive coordination both in terms of development, publishing, and approvals all the way up the chain. According to Andy, news is coming, but there is still work that needs to be done before that time comes. Quote, we want to share what we're working, with, working on with you, and we want to do it in a way that's respectful of the work the team is doing behind the scenes, and will leave all, all of you feeling informed and brought along for the journey. End quote, he added. Furthermore, he addressed players who are, quote, losing faith in the team due to the lack of updates. Quote, I get this and usually go out of my way to avoid being teasy or leading anyone on, he replied. It's perfectly understandable to be skeptical of us right now, Were I in your position, I'd be similarly guarded and reserving judgment until you learn more. All I'll say is we look forward to re-earning your trust, end quote. Unfortunately, there isn't. There still isn't an official release date for the Overwatch Two beta, but at least the devs are aware that patience is running out, especially with the Overwatch League set to kick off in early May. Hopefully, an announcement is imminent, and players get the Overwatch Two information they desperately crave in the weeks ahead. So, honestly, there isn't really any news in that story. It's quite literally, uh, you know, people complaining on the forums or, or hijacking threads on the forums to. complain and uh, community manager and DB jumping in to comment on them essentially Um, but as I pointed out you know a week before that article came out we were hearing reports that teams were going to be having getting access now at the time of that article they still hadn't here we are another week past that and lo and behold they still haven't so it is only natural, yes, as Andy comments, for teams, for people, players, teams, organizations, etc., to be wary and to be questioning and to be wondering and, quote, losing faith. However, in my humble opinion, this is nothing new. It is simply the fires being fanned by the looming start date of the Overwatch League. As I talked before, teams and organizations, players, um, I mean, obviously fans... Everyone just wants the game as soon as possible um, so that they can start playing. Um, I do think that it would seem like this is largely being mishandled Um, given what we know of the start date of the Overwatch League, given we had that big announcement uh, sort of towards the end of February there uh, where they talked about and announced uh, the actual start date of the League and everything. I do think that by now I would have expected to hear more. If I look back, I'm just checking when exactly that was. So Platt Chat's episode about the season start date and everything was February 22nd. So that was exactly two weeks ago this week. So that means there's a good chance, um, there's a good chance that announcement came out either on the 22nd or on the 21st, which means we're just over again. Two weeks from that, I had talked on Ready, Set, Pwn about what I thought the cadence of updates and releases and things like that might be, just kind of speculating on release dates and everything like that, and I do think that given it's now been two weeks, we are overdue for something like that. If I were in charge of these things, obviously I'm not, but in my mind's eye, I see it as being appropriate to wait maybe one more week again that brings us to about march 15th i see that as being okay once we get past there if we still haven't heard anything i would be shocked and i would say that the team is going to i i don't know get what they deserve in terms of a sour community um obviously everyone has waited for a long long time uh obviously people just want news i think at this stage and this close to the start of the um of the fifth season of the Overwatch League, I think they should be building a cadence of updates of what to expect. Again, when they announced this, or when when that video broke and, and they you know spoke about the dates and homestands and teams and everything like that, if that was February twenty second, that gives them essentially March and April. Essentially two months that they need to get through to get to the start of the league. I think there's easily, in terms of what the players will be playing on, I think there's easily enough content there to every two weeks be dropping a highly produced video that just talks a little bit about the game, talks a little bit about the league, starts to build the hype, starts to get the wheels spinning, the tires moving, the people stretching, the limbs I don't know, shaking, stretched, I guess, would be better than shaking. Your limbs shouldn't be shaking. The muscles stretched, maybe we should say. Anyway, I digress. I think that if that release date of that video was intentional, then a cadence of every two weeks sort of drip feeding a little bit more news, building on what you showed off the week prior and things like that, I think that would have been appropriate and enough to satiate the community uh, to a point where you are are, are keeping them, if not happy, <laughs> you're keeping them from shifting the other direction, which obviously people have been shifting over the course of the past at least two, if not three years. Um, well, the game has kind of dwindled in essence. So again, I will say I give them one more week. I say, if we don't hear anything by March fifteenth, if we don't have another update, another if if it's not another video, if we don't have just another post or something like that that outlines more details that tells us teams have access to the beta, um, if teams don't start tweeting about it or something like that, I mean, there's ultimately nothing that's going to happen. Like I could say we riot, but I don't I don't want to do that. I also don't want to shit on the 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 development team because everyone knows you know video game development is hard. I just think that they owe it to their audience at this point to communicate in a much more open and free way than they have. I digress. I think that, let's see, so if we went the 22nd and if they were dropping things every two weeks, it would essentially be the same posting schedule as one man watch point. So call it the 21st, 22nd, call it the 7th, 8th. So we would be in line for something literally to talk about on this show. Uh, Then we would go another drop on the 21st, 22nd, another drop on the 4th, 5th of April, another drop on the 18th, 19th of April. And then, of course, as you come to May 2nd and 3rd, that week you are entirely building up to the 5th, the kickoff of the next season. Again, I just think the math works out. If they do wait until next week and it becomes 14-15, then 28-29, then 11, 12, then 25, 26. That also works out perfectly. So that's kind of why I say I could see us getting, you know, make it to March 14th, 15th, or the week of that, then give us something and start the hype train going. But ultimately, I really would have thought that given the fact that they released this previous information on either February 21st, 22nd, I would have thought they were building towards something there. We'll find out soon i guess if they were and honestly at this point it wouldn't surprise me if we just you know don't hear anything until until april you know like i say i don't think that's for the best i don't think that's the right course of action um i just think that i i could see it happening honestly so there you go that's a whole bunch about a story that's a whole bunch of me talking about a story and not really saying a whole lot just entirely speculation and entirely wild theories on my part who knows what's going to happen, because in less than two months, we will, in fact, be seeing teams play the next iteration of Overwatch. Moving on from there, we're going to go back to .esports.com. This is, of course, the, the episode where we jump back and forth between the same two websites, um, and this is the final news story. So this article is written on March 3rd, written by Leonardo Biazzi on .esports.com, and it reads, Overwatch League reportedly hires Brad Ross, a former player, as, as new operational lead. Sorry, I missed the new part there. The Overwatch League is about to appoint Brad Ross, a former player, coach, and manager, as the boss of competitive operations ahead of the start of the fifth, of the fifth season, according to a report by Dexerto. Ross competed under the name Pure. That's P-Y-Y-O-R. In the early days of competitive Overwatch, the North American played for Splice between June 2016 and May 2017 before moving on to coach in Mega Thunder and GGEA. His last stint in professional Overwatch was at Triumph, where he worked for six, month, six months as a manager in 2019. Since 2019, Ross has been working with the National Basketball Association bracket, NBA's NBA 2K League, He said on March 2nd that he'll leave his position as the League Operations lead of NBA 2K League on March 9th, while also mentioning that he's taking he's set to take a new direction in his career. Should the hiring of Ross be confirmed over the next days, it will be OWL's second notable change in its competitive operations department. The league secured the services of former LA Valiant General Manager Mike Packington Scalani, I hope I pronounced that light pronounced that right, as the manager of competition operations in February. The 5th season of the Overwatch League is set to kick off on May 5th. Dexerto reported on February 23rd that players and coaches are about to secure access to beta version of Overwatch 2, the version of the game that the upcoming season will be run on. Again, there there's mention of that again. We love to we love to reference back to that little news story that is not actually really doing anything for us other than stirring the pot and upsetting people at this point. Now, Anyways, back to the root of the article here. Um, I don't personally know too much about pure. I like how I said that, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Pure, but um, and nor do I know much about Brad Ross as a former player, coach, or manager, or anything like that. But what I do know is that shortly after this was uh, sort of leaked or or rumored or whatever, I did see someone tweeting on Twitter, and I this was a week ago or so at this point, given this article came on March third. Um, but I did see someone quote tweeting it and saying that this could be big for the league as Brad Ross um, apparently was was pretty instrumental and uh, had a significant impact on the NBA 2K League. So hopefully good news. Um, hopefully, you know, some fresh blood, some fresh eyes. Uh, but at the same time, someone who understands the league and the game and can really make some significant strides in terms of, uh, you know, competitive integrity And just running the league overall and hopefully sort of, uh, in a lot of ways, ironing things out and kind of getting rid of some of those bumps and kinks that we currently face in the Overwatch League. So, um, you know, certainly alongside Packing 10, uh, I think everyone was pretty surprised to see Packing 10, you know, moving into this. But at the same time, uh, Packing 10, I think, has a pretty good reputation across the league. Um, So ultimately, good news, I think. Uh, looking forward to seeing what his impact can be if this does in fact go through right now, obviously no actual updates and we're a week out from that article, but I digress. Uh, hopefully good things to come with respect to the leak. Now, that actually brings us to the end of the news segment of this show. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, we've only got four four news stories to talk about this week. Uh, not, just, just ultimately, just not a lot to talk about. Still waiting on any real news, as I have mentioned, um, you know, crossing our fingers that we get something uh, that hints at a beta or a playable version of Overwatch 2 in any way. But without further delay let's move on to the owl tracker sorry but i need to jet all right so this is going to be another short segment we're going to have another short episode i think last week uh, last week two weeks ago whatever it was our episode was something like 40 minutes long and it's looking like this episode is going to be pretty similar oh that was the episode before uh, our adam interview of course um but i digress this episode probably going to be a similar length but moving on to the owl tracker this is of course Liz Richardson's owl 2022 offseason trade tracker so this is over on dot esports.com an owl tracker that uh, Liz Richardson works on throughout the offseason updates constantly and things like that where she basically tracks all player movement um, and announcements and things like that Um, just so we know what exactly is going on with the players teams retirements signings trades I don't know if there's anything else to cover, Uh, any of that kind of stuff. So let's jump over there and we'll take a look. Now what I'm actually going to do, just because again, it has been almost a month since our last real episode, I'm actually just going to cover February because uh, I think the last time we did look at this was January 22nd or so when uh, the Guangzhou Charge and Houston Outlaws had some announcements. So let's take a look at February here. We do have a couple things happening over February, albeit most of it happening in the eastern region which is, of course, uh, primarily the APAC region. Um, so I won't have a ton to say about most of them, um, but there's a little bit to talk about there. So back on February 12th, the Guangzhou Charge signed former player Youngjin as assistant coach. Um, now, if we pull up the article here on dot written by Sage Dao- Datwin, um, we can find out that the Guangzhou Charge signed Youngjin as the team's new assistant coach ahead of the 2022 Overwatch League season the organization revealed today. This was, of course, back on uh, February 12th. The article there basically just talks about uh, bringing Young Jin on and uh, the hopes that he will be able to make a big impact. Uh, it says here he took a two-year break from Overwatch but is now set to return to the scene in a new role as assistant coach. Youngjin will look to assist head coach Sungwoo Hong, to lead the Charge in a rebound year for 2022. Guangzhou's junior year campaign in the Overwatch League was unsuccessful in 2021. The team ended the fourth season of the Overwatch League 5-11, just ahead of last place Los Angeles Valiant. 2021 season also marked the first time the Charge missed the Overwatch League playoffs since joining in 2019. They ended 17th in the 2021 regular season and have rebuilt their lineup to match their aspirations to achieve more in 2022. So there you go, hopefully Youngjin can help with that. Um, I don't have too much more to say about it because I don't know the Guangzhou charge too well. Moving on, we're gonna go to February 14th, of course, Valentine's Day, where first the Los Angeles Valiant adds support Langza, uh, which we then of course have the tweet linked there from uh, from Twitter, the Los Angeles Valiant's account. Um, this one was actually rumored a little bit before it was announced, but for all intents and purposes, I hear good things. But that's all I really know. The more exciting announcement from February fourteenth was the Chengdu Hunters signing DPS Aprita. So this one, a little bit more of an exciting announcement. Um, the the article or the uh, link there, and Liz's is uh, what you might call trade tracker, takes us over to Twitter from the Chengdu Hunters um, with a little video of a pretty a, Aprida. Aprida. Now, why do I say this is a little bit more. Pardon me. There we go. Video started playing with the sound on it for Aprita. I say this is a little bit more of an exciting one. Um, I believe he's coming from Team Chaser. Is that right? Let's look here. Yes, Team Trait Team Chaser. Um, and from what I hear, if you listen to podcasts like Tactical Crouch, uh Aprida is supposedly pretty cracked so this could definitely mean some really good things the actually actually the most recent episode of um plat chat which published today of course march 8th um they are actually talking about the chengdu hunters and how they expect them to uh look in the upcoming season of the overwatch league and uh johnny reinforce there as everyone knows a host of the overwatch league uh broadcast He actually talked quite highly of Aprita and said that the Leave and Aprita duo is probably going to be quite the force to be reckoned with. So pretty exciting to see this one. Um, Pretty excited for the Chengnu Hunters this upcoming season, actually. Uh, Looking like, you know, just like last season, uh, Shanghai still looking very strong, but The Chengdu Hunters looking like they are coming for them um, and definitely going to be battling it out for probably the 1-2 and position in the league this upcoming season. Moving on from there, we're going to go to February 5th when the Seoul Dynasty flex support Jonak leaves the team due to personal reasons. I'm going to read the article here from Leonardo Biazzi again on dottysports.com February 15th, which reads... South Korean flex sport Jonak will take a break from professional Overwatch due to personal reasons, effectively leaving Seoul Dynasty's roster, the organization revealed today. The news comes just months after the 22-year-old left New York Excelsior in October 2021 to join Seoul Dynasty. Jonak is one of the few pros to have played in all the seasons of the Overwatch League, but is now putting his career on hold after continuous health issues. Quote, I had an issue with my health for a long time, and recently this issue got worse, Jonak said on Twitter. Unfortunately, I cannot show more performance to the fans and win the league in Soul Dynasty. I am planning to take a break and do some live streaming soon. Soul Dynasty acknowledged Jonak's decision to take a break may come as a surprise to many fans. Without the former MVP in the flex support position, Soul Dynasty's lineup for the 2022 season consists of Fitz, Profit, Creative, Stalker, Smurf, Vindamin. Vindame, sorry, not Vindamin, Vindame. Jonak was one of the four signings Soul Dynasty made for this year after an underwhelming run in 2021. The fifth season of the Overwatch League is set to begin sometime in April and will feature 20 teams. That's actually funny because that obviously was outdated by the time this uh, uh, by the time this episode is recording. So, anyways, sad to see this one happen. Um, as they mentioned there, um, do, 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 do. this is me skimming the article here. Uh, I was looking for something specific. Uh former MVP of the league and everything. Um and definitely sad to see him go. Uh one of the few players who has played in every season of the Overwatch League until now and as well a pretty significant part of as I have referred to them before, that Soul Dynasty um uh over 40 team, you know. I I had joked that their team was looking like a collection of the best players over the past years, kind of a, uh, kind of an all-star team, if you will, um, of older players, you know, with Smurf, with Fitz, with Profit, with uh, 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 Jonak, obviously. And, you know, they do have a few rookies coming in there, uh, Vindame and Stalker. But, you know, nevertheless, even without him, Soul Dynasty still looking pretty strong, um, if I compare them to a Hangzhou, Hangzhou Spark, Guangzhou Charge, I guess Hangzhou, yeah, Hangzhou, Guangzhou. It's hard to say what that region is going to look like, especially not really knowing how Philadelphia is going to perform. I would probably say Seoul is still going to be about third in the region. That said, I think uh, having a player like Jonak could have elevated them to compete with the Chengdu Hunters a little bit more, but I do think ultimately that hits, get, or that uh, DPS lineup of, again, Aprita and Leave, um, on the Chengdu Hunters, you know, with Jinmu as some backup, is probably going to outplay Seoul pretty significantly. But again, with a little bit extra firepower in Jonak, could they have fought for that number two position? You know, of course, with Shanghai in, in the number one position, maybe. Um, so definitely, definitely a pretty big loss for, uh, For the Soul Dynasty um, and and their fans, obviously. But also just, you know, a bit of a loss for the league overall. As he he was kind of a classic mainstay of the Overwatch League. So, sad to see him go. Hopefully, uh, the personal reasons, uh, his health and everything can improve. And maybe we'll see a return one day. Moving on from there. uh, The other announcement from February. This is the last one, but also on February 15th. Shanghai Dragons add support, Bebe. So, if we hit the link over to their Twitter... Shanghai Dragons' uh, tweet were even more stacked than before, and they announced, We are ready to be to welcome Bebe to the Shanghai Dragons family. Bebe is a pro player who's been grinding an owl for three years. He brings with him plenty of match experience, along with remarkable skill. Bebe played for Hangzhou Spark and Washington Justice in previous seasons, where he made the season playoffs twice, was a semifinalist in the 2019 Stage 2 playoffs, and a runner-up in the 2020 Countdown Cup. Bebe comes in as an excellent flex support with an impressively well-rounded skill set. The 2022 season will be full of unknowns, but with that comes unlimited expectations. We believe that with the help of Bebe, we will be equipped to deal with any new challenge. The Red Dragons are ready to start a new journey and break through once again. Welcome to the Shanghai Dragons of Bebe. So there you have it. Um, Shanghai continuing to bolster their roster. If we look at the uh, overall rosters of all the teams here, um, Shanghai Dragons definitely up there with uh, as one of the teams with more players. I think right now the most uh, players on a team is the Hangzhou Spark with 9. And then we have a bunch of teams with 8, including the Shanghai Dragons. So it looks like Boston Uprising, Chengdu Hunters... Uh, Dallas Fuel, we've got the LA Gladiators, we've got the Shanghai Dragons, as I mentioned, and the Washington Justice. So a number of teams sitting at eight. We know there's at least one more team that will still be signing someone. Vancouver has talked about bringing on another tank, and they're currently sitting at seven, so that would push them to eight. Um, So, Interesting to see uh, this move, especially from the Shanghai Dragons, who probably didn't really need to bolster their flex support, um, you know, given they have Iziaki on flex and uh, Lee jae on main support. But there is a lot of talk of uh, flex support metas and things like that developing. Um, so in my mind, it doesn't hurt to have a second flex support. Main support is probably the one where you see um, a little more reliance on a single person because we could always see two flex supports being played and then your main support is obviously benched if we look at the current rosters the only team right now i believe that has two main support players is actually the chengdu hunters who uh again looking at everything uh they have two flex support they have two main support they have two flex dps um so they're kind of double stacked on most of their roles or the majority of their roles at least they do only have one hit scan in aprita and one tank in gaga but i digress um so, anyways, you know, Shanghai, once again, or or even further, stacking the cards in their favor. Now, that, of course, brings us to the end of the Owl Tracker. That's all we've got to talk about for, fe- for February. So, you know, a little bit of announcements towards the first half, but second half, definitely a lot quieter. Um, as far as I know, we haven't really heard anything from March, um, and, of course, we've now got, you know, uh, two months until the league starts less than just under that i should say um and of course there was i believe that march march 3rd maybe it was march 5th or something like that deadline uh for teams having six players uh locked into their rosters but again we also know that they didn't have to announce anything there so um you know just because a team only has five announced on the roster or four or uh doesn't actually truly matter um because to the league they have more, or they have enough. So, I digress. Let's uh, let's let's walk this show out the door now. Clearing the board. Well, the board is clear, and here we are at the end of episode sixty-seven of One Man Watchpoint and Overwatch podcast. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. I hope you enjoyed your time with me. I am, of course, your host at Sir Dr J M. Uh, that's at Sir D R J M on all socials um reach out to me on twitter you know as i say on every episode i would love to interact with you i'd love to um you know get your dms or or hear your tweets get your thoughts questions comments concerns um topics of conversation just general questions about gaming about overwatch about the overwatch league whatever you want to hear um send it my way and uh, i'm happy to bring it to the show you can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. So give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends all that jazz. If you do leave a review, I will uh, bring it to the show and we'll talk about it. And of course, if you want to hear more of, more of my voice, check me out on Ready, Set, Pwn, uh, also available on podcast services everywhere. With that, that brings us, of course, to the very end of this show and uh, again, as I've talked about a number of times in this episode, let's cross our fingers. Uh, we'll have another episode on March 22nd, posting on March 23rd. Let's cross our fingers that that 14th, 15th schedule uh, that I mentioned earlier in the show holds. And we have some actual concrete, real news, real neat information, real digestible nuggets of gold Uh, nuggets of gold. I don't know why that would be digestible. Anyways, real information to talk about, um, real announcements about Overwatch 2, about a potential beta, about access for teams, anything, anything. Just give us anything. I'm begging you, Overwatch League, just give us something. Um, Hopefully we have something to talk about on the next episode beyond the, uh, the spin that we somehow have managed to talk about for 45 minutes here. But if not, You can believe that in two weeks time, we'll be back here and I'll be talking into this microphone for your listening pleasure. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in a few weeks. Justice is done.